Welcome to the Scariest Things Podcast, your gateway to the trends and tropes of the horror genre. I'm your host, Eric Lee, and today we have a special interview with one of the best found footage shaky cam movies I have seen in ages, a film called Frogman, and I am joined today by the director, Anthony Cousins. Anthony. Hello. Hi. All right. Well, so... I was I was just explaining this to to Anthony when before we started this and um I had I had been doing some interviews backstage at the HP Lovecraft Film Festival and and Anthony was there chatting in the green room with a couple of other folks and and uh, and as I was packing my gear up I was I said oh so so what what do you do and you, and you announced that you were the director for Frogman I was like oh okay cool yeah that and I hadn't seen it yet and um Later that evening, I got the screening of Frogman. I was like, oh, my God, I got to get Anthony to talk to me about this movie. Uh, I think it's a um, it's a traditional found footage film. It's a cryptid film um, about uh, the, the Frogman of Loveland, Ohio, and uh, which is a new cryptid for us. I don't know that I, I, to the best of my knowledge, there's no other. Frogman cryptid things. In fact, I wasn't even sure that it was a real cryptid until I actually went online, um, and and I can which you know it though, that uncovers a lot of really cool stuff once you start sort of digging around the edges about about the legend and lore of this thing. And it's part of the power of of this in the way that I think Blair Witch does. You know that this is an investigation of some young folks with a camera justifies the whole idea of a shaky cam movie um and uh i guess i'll let i'll i'll let anthony before i sort of uh try and explain everything i think the man best to explain frogman is anthony so go ahead and, and, and let, let us know about frogman sure well um it's yeah it's a found footage movie um about a character named dallas kyle who captured unintentionally captured um footage of the frogman when he was a child when he was like 10 um with the family camera while they're on vacation driving through loveland ohio um and it kind of becomes infamous like the patterson gimlin footage of of bigfoot yep um but now it's present day and this footage is being called into question if maybe it's fake yeah the the, um, the cryptid community is the calling it fake news yeah, yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's kind of, you know, you can, you can decide how he got to filmmaking, but he, you know, in present day, he's, he's gone to film school, he wants to be a filmmaker, but now he's like 30 years old and hasn't really done anything. Um, he's made some short films. It's, uh, you know, slightly autobiographic. There's, there's definitely, <laughs> definitely a little bit of angst from me in this story so some catharsis um, in actually making this movie oh for sure yeah there's you know it's funny this was one of like three stories i came up with um while i was in the midst of turning 30 kind of like before and after and during being 30 and i didn't realize like oh shit all three of these are just different aspects <laughs> of like what i'm going through right now and this this one in particular was kind of like I would I thought I would have made a feature by now. I thought, you know, I would feel confident in this career I've chosen of filmmaking. Mm -hmm. And instead I'm pretty much where Dallas was. Like I've made some short films, you know, they've they've done good. They've been well received, yes. which I'm I'm so thankful for. I, I will actually um, put a shout out to two of my favorites. Uh one of them which we host we have a we have a um uh, you can go on onto our website and see the bloody ballad of Squirt Reynolds, which is hysterical. Uh, a great sort of the burning slash Friday the Thirteenth uh, comedic take. Uh, a lot of fun, and uh, also, um, I said every time every time we have ice cream, your 
every time we meet for ice cream, your whole fucking face explodes, which is, yep. which is a mouthful. And that was, that was a howler. We saw that at the Portland, uh, Portland horror film festival a couple, uh, last year, I think 2022. Uh, yep. so a couple, a couple of favorites. I can, I can say confidently that, uh, that your skill with the filmmaking exceeds Dallas's from what we saw from, <laughs> from some of his, his, his footage of, of his film, essentially filming your buddies. Right. Yeah, yeah. Anything you don't like about Frogman, you can blame on Dallas, and not me, because <laughs> you know, he's a shit filmmaker. But yeah, anyway. So he, yeah, to wrap it all up, he, 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 you know, he's his footage is being called into question, you know, called a hoax. Um, so he kind of goes on this obsessive journey to capture new footage of the Frogman that can't be refuted, um, and shit hits the fan from there. Uh, yeah, I'll just. I'll say, you know, there's a reason it was at the Lovecraft Film Fest. It's because mm-hmm. uh, he he was a big inspiration. So things do get crazy at some point. Yeah, I, and and to that end, um, I was fairly quick to pick up on the reference because I'm a cosmic horror junkie. And uh, for those of you who are familiar with the Lovecraft tale, The Shadow Over Innsmouth, you're going to understand this movie. Uh, I, I Without spoiling anything else, there are... Um, they're they're they they get in over their heads. Their their Scooby Doo <laughs> investigations prove that there's no rubber mask and Farmer Jenkins. Uh, although there is a great kind of a there is a moment in the film where you get the Scooby Doo thing. It's like Zoinks! It's just a guy. <laughs> but but that turns out to be um, a great sort of a uh, red herring. Uh, it yeah. was fantastic. And let me ask you this because. Um, this was. Did you shoot this in Loveland? No, I'm. I'm afraid to say I've never been there. Actually, okay. Uh, <laughs> we shot in Stillwater, Minnesota, and okay. around just kind of around the Minneapolis area. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but as you said, you know, researching Frogman after seeing this, you weren't sure if it was even a real cryptid, mm-hmm. um, which you know, I, I, I've, I've talked to a lot of people from Ohio. And even from Loveland that haven't heard of this thing, right. which which uh, is actually kind of a relief to me because, you know, it'd be kind of scary if there were diehards that were like, oh, my God, that doesn't look like Loveland at all. <laughs> or um, that doesn't look like the Frogman. I've seen the Frogman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, hopefully this brings more awareness, you know, to mm-hmm. our, our lesser beloved cryptid that needs needs a little more attention i think yep and it, this was you referenced the uh, the sasquatch video or you know the, the the nessie shot or you know any of the the real the your your tried and true ghosts and and cryptids it's you, you when 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 dallas they show the the, the footage and it's like it's a for about a second and a half you see a bipedal humanoid frog thing and you go wait go back what was that and, and um you know, and and that and, and of course, you know, turn around and he's gone, and it's like, no, Dad, he's really there. Um, and and the obsession of wanting to prove prove yourself, you know, that that the 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 for me the great dynamic of this film, and one of the reasons why I think it's one of the best uh, found footage films that I've seen in a long while is that you, the 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 character right, the character arcs and the stories that the relationships between him and his, and Amy and Scotty. You always need a cameraman in a found footage movie. So Scotty's your 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 wingman, your uh, your cameraman, and Amy is sort of the friend zone crush who's going to Hollywood, and she she's taking this as a fun jaunt. It's like he convinces his, the his buddies to go with him, right? And uh, uh, now, so when you with when when you're doing your filming and. Uh, for your short films, do you rely upon using the same folks, your, 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 your reliable friends to, to, to do your movies with you? Is that, is, is this sort of, and again, the autobiographical mirror of the camera? Yeah, there is, um, there are definitely regulars for sure. Um, Nathan Timoshuk who plays Dallas is someone I've known for over a decade now and have worked with a lot. Um, He's just, he's so talented. Um, and then Chelsea, who plays Amy, um, this is my 
third time working with her as as actor and director um we did scare pack we did segments in scare package one and two together oh, yeah. um and uh that's a nice yeah, line then, landing spot by the way scare package that's a you know you did the night the night he came back again right that was your yep yep so yep yeah. and then uh, and then benny is um he he is an actor here in minneapolis but i know him from he also works on set um, so we've worked on a lot of movies <laughs> and commercials together and I was more inspired to cast him. Um, I knew he acted, but I didn't know how passionate he was about acting. Um, but I knew he'd be, I thought he'd be down, but I really wrote this role for him right. because of who he is as a person and not an actor. Like the way I've seen him at, at after parties, uh, like rap parties for movies, I'm like, oh my god! Like, I mean, the his, yeah. his antics at Amy's going away party, right, uh, are a direct inspiration of something I witnessed uh, <laughs> at a at a at a movie rap party. So, but yeah, he's he's fantastic too, and that was so important to me to make sure that like, you know, even even the character behind the camera was a character, and yes. like you didn't forget who it was or he wasn't silent the whole time or you right. forgot what he looked like. Like I wanted to get him in front of the camera almost just as much as the other two. Yeah. I think the one, some of the, now I will admit shaky cam's not usually my bag. And so it's hard, hard to impress me with, uh, with the, the found footage material because a lot of the times it, the justification of why, why there's a, cam, why there's a camera and a, and a face in front of the camera, right? The, the, the you know, the, the investigative uh, cryptid hunt is, is, it's tried and true. It's a, it, it's a great one to do, but, you know, sometimes you forget it, it all of a sudden it, it, it you, you, there's a disassociation between the story and, and, and the camera work. Um, and, and it's important to, as opposed to, I'm just saving money by using a, a, hand, a handheld cam. It's like, mm-hmm. no, there, there's a, there's a rationale for why why everything is and and you know the when it when it's really important of course the panicky flight running running and then the camera's just swinging all over the place because it's like it's it is it is that, that that's the power of uh, of the found footage film it's the it's the put you the put you in the scene uh, hats off to the audio track too because what you can't see, you can hear, mm-hmm. um, and and because the camera is swinging wildly, but you hear uh, <laughs> screaming and ribbits and roars and and uh, that is, I think you really drew up the intensity with your sound. I thought that was that was that was so important, and and you know all the way back to things like Paranormal Activity. Where where in these kinds of films, that's actually that's that's such a a, a necessary part of the of the found footage uh, horror film is a good soundtrack. So, hats off to that. Yeah, thank you. I think you know we're we're kind of told you know when you go to when you get into film, you're told you know sound is fifty percent of the experience, which is definitely true. But I think when it comes to found footage it's maybe even more, it's maybe 60% of the experience mm-hmm. because a lot of the time you can't tell what the hell you're looking at or sometimes right. it's even just a black screen for moments and and then all you have to rely on is sound. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was those guys absolutely killed it with, with the sound design. Did you, did you get to participate in any of the Foley work doing that? No, they, you know, they sent me videos of what they were doing, which was super fun to see, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they were not, they weren't just ripping, uh, they weren't ripping ribbits off the internet. They were like <laughs> rubbing rubber bands on watermelons and, and playing with plastic cups and they were doing yeah. all sorts of crazy stuff. In, in, and, yeah. in my alternate life, I'm a Foley man. This just, oh, I know, right? It's like uh, the, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen a uh, barbarian sound system. Um, I don't know if I it's have. a it's a giallo movie. It's a uh, starring Toby Jones, and it's about a he 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 goes in to do to do foley work for a giallo company, um, and it gets really really weird. But in, at the same time, it just it's it you know it lovingly shows all the squishy crunchy 
uh, slashy kind of kind of stuff that uh, that the Foley teams do, G- Giallo style, right? So lots of stabbing. Anyways, so oh, that's a, that, that that's your homework assignment, Anthony. Go check out Barbarian's uh, Sound Studio. Um, I definitely will, because I I feel the same way, man. Like when I, you know, when DVDs hit the scene when I was a kid, and you started getting behind the scenes you know, bonus features. Yep. Um, that, that was so new to me. And the, I, I wish I could remember what movie it was for, but there was some movie where, you know, they had, they had a whole little featurette on the Foley and seeing all the crazy shit they do and yep. like how they have like a whole rack of shoes to get different types of footstep sounds. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh my God, if I ever worked in movies, yeah. this is what I would do. So for, you know, one of the things that I'm kind of curious about when you're doing a found footage type film, what, how much uh, post work gets done? Because I think there, there's there's the illusion that everything that you see is sh- shot on on like an on a on a on a VHS cam, right? Or or a mm-hmm. or a simple digital camera and and everything. So it's one mic and all that kind of stuff. But but there there's I I think there are very few movies where it's true that it's unless you're Steven Soderbergh or something like that in the, in the early <laughs> days. Um, that you're still that you still have a lot of uh, a lot of work to do in post. Did, does that is that true with this, or did you were you able to capture most everything that you had uh, with with the cam? And how many cameras were you using? Man, this is, so many things about this was like, uh, well, I can't I can't wait to do found footage again, knowing what I know now, because mm-hmm. there's just so many things I didn't even consider. But when we started, um, we didn't have like professional sound. Uh, recording on set um and after day two i started to get really nervous and i'm like look even if we want this to sound like shit i think we should get good sound (laughs) recorded (laughs) right and we can make it sound like shit later if we want Mm -hmm. to and i'm so glad uh i had that realization but ironically we do use a lot of sound that Mm -hmm. was recorded right off camera um we used uh, an actual high camera and shot on tape mm-hmm. um, for, I'd say, probably 50% of it, maybe more. Um, and then we shot Black Magic uh, 6K for the night scenes um, and for everything that needed VFX, potential VFX work. Right. Because um, you will get then, to see a little bit of frogmen here and various states of frogmen. It's mm-hmm. a little, it is still, I mean, I'll be honest, it's unclear how many you're up against in this thing. I, it, it, it feels like, again, if I'm saying Shadow Wilbur Innsmouth, it's multiples, but, you mm-hmm. know, but you're, 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 you're just sort of catching glimpses. Um, and, and when you're in, it's like, so you're in the woods, you're in the sewers, there's a lot of kinds of the, 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 some, some, some decisions, some fateful decisions. The curiosity mm-hmm. killed the cameraman, kind of a thing. Uh, yeah, you, where you're. That's. I love that you picked up on that because that's actually, you know, that's something we didn't lean too heavily into. But mm-hmm. part of the actual lore of Frogman is that there is multiple of them. Like some some of the firsthand accounts mm-hmm. of seeing Frogman in Loveland, Ohio, was seeing like a cluster of like four of them conducting like rituals in the woods with their oh. wands and shit. So yeah, <laughs> there might be it might be Frogmen or Frog people. I don't know. Right, right. And and uh, do you know how lo- how how far back does the I, from my investigation, it sounded like the the Frogman cryptid lore goes back to the fifties. Does that yeah. sound right? Yeah, yeah, I think that around like nineteen fifty something is when the first right. uh, sighting was, and yeah, they've just kind of been slowly trickling in since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they all, a lot of them seemed to like, uh, you know, the little gray man, Mothman. You know, there's. That, that 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 was an era where people kind of started started going. I wonder what's out there. All this yeah. weird, the, the, these these legends and these and and these myths. Um, and and here's hoping that Frogman starts a small group of investigators who are going to hang around Loveland, Ohio, and 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 try and uh, uh, find find these find the Frogman. I I I really appreciated also that um, you know when you're when you're doing the about town stuff. Mm-hmm. And everybody, you know, that there's like interviewing people and it's like, yeah, 
you know, my cousin, or I heard the story about, and so all these like secondhand lore from the locals, right? Because yeah. they, because it's in the, it's kind of in their best interest to actually to keep the buzz going. Out here right. in the Pacific Northwest, of course, we've got Sasquatch, and and everybody's going to want to talk. You know, particularly there's some communities that really play that kind of thing up. Uh, but when when it's a very specific thing, I know that for like I referred to the Mothman, uh, the West Virginia uh, cryptid, um, where they've they've made a statue for the Mothman in 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 that town in West Virginia. Yeah, Point um, Pleasant. Yeah, and and they have like they have they have festivals built around it. Um, so you know, who knows? Maybe maybe this might be one of those kinds of things where you're sparking um, some more attention to it, and we'll get you know, and 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 you'll get the people who will have. There, do you know if there are any little tchotchke shops and te- you know sh- shirts in in Loveland that go that because you were showing the the uh, the tourism. The local, the, the kind of the cute tourism of, of, um, in this story, it's like, get, yeah. get yourself a frogman t-shirt or a hat, you know, the, the, you know, the, that kind of stuff. Yeah. To my knowledge, I don't, I don't think there's any like frogman stores in Loveland, Ohio. I'm not sure mm-hmm. from what, like, from what I saw, the town has, the town is aware of it and they have considered embracing it. And as of now, still kind of fall on the side of eh, nah. You know, we don't want to try to make this a thing. Oh, it's too bad because um, you know what would've been least awesome. The last time I checked in, like but a- ironically, um, you know, like what crazy timing with our movie coming out now because the first ever Frogman Festival in Loveland, Ohio, was held last year. Oh, there you go. Um, and so we are going to do a screening there um, in April, twenty twenty four. Uh, for the second annual Frogman Festival. So I'm very, very excited for that. Attention to all of our listeners in the Cincinnati and Louisville area, because <laughs> yeah. that's that's this is this is this is your hometown cryptid. Go check out. Uh, you know, this is it. That would be a treat. I think that's that would be yeah. so much fun and 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 buzzworthy if it actually gets, you know, a, the, the, a little community like that, uh, some something to embrace. Yeah, what a dream! I mean, I, I'm I'm probably going to be the most nervous that I, that I've ever been at a screening of Frogman because, like, we are finally like my worst nightmare. We're going to be in Loveland, Ohio, with people that know the area and care about this legend and like the scrutiny <laughs> at an all time high. But hopefully, you know, hopefully they 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 feel the love and know it was all from from a place of love. You know, well, but uh, I'll put it this way: I that there are. Um... There was a, a, a film called uh, Everything You Want to Know About Sasquatch or, or – or, uh, oh, God. They, they changed the name of it, but it was uh, but it was Sasquatch in Appalachia. And I was like, come on now. That's a that's – you're, you're, taking, you're taking our Sasquatch. That's a, that, he's a Northwest critter. Uh, yeah. But, you got but, the skunky. Yeah. <laughs> or you can have the cocaine bear. That's which is yeah. which, which is actually you know another that I don't know if you've seen Cocaine Bear, but man, that's a howl. Uh, it's a total yeah. total stretch, but it's forgivable because it was so much fun. Um, oh, totally. Uh, so now, uh, tell me about your your relationship with uh, sort of the, the the Lovecraftian lore and building up your backstory here. Um, um, yeah, I mean, I've been a fan of Lovecraft for a very long time. Um, and with a bullet, my favorite story is Shadow of Rensmith. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's the most exciting thing he ever wrote. I think it's the most action packed. Like it actually, there's, there, there's more stuff happening in it. It like, it almost feels like real time versus a lot of his stuff is like, you know, dream world, uh, like an account afterwards. Yep. And you know, just like kind of slow, even though what he's talking about is interesting. Um, but you know, one of my, I think my favorite thing he ever wrote was like the escape from the hotel room Yes. in, in Smith. and, and, you know, the first time I read it, I'm like, Oh my God, like this, this actually feels like an action scene. Like there's I can a, see this in a movie. You know? There's a Whereas, video like, game where you do that, I, that, that you're, that you check into Innsmouth and they start banging on the door and the, and the, and the, the deep ones are, are coming after you. And it yeah. is, and, and that's, and, and it, and you realize that 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 narrative of his, more you're right, more than any other story that he's done, 
really drives to make something cinematic. And so, totally. yeah, that's, yeah, that, that I was, mean, he created so much imagery mm-hmm. that we would all love to see, but you know, there's, there's a really good reason why there's very few good Lovecraft adaptations, you know, it's because yes. it's, it's very hard to bring to life what he explained. Um, but that one, I think, you know, there's Dagon, which is a very fun movie, yeah. but it's incredibly Stuart Gordon. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there is still like a dark, you know, like moody, phenomenal version of mm-hmm. Innsmouth to be made for the screen. You know, if so, if we're if we're drawing illusions between that story and your story, mm-hmm. um, I think it's it. It, there's nothing conclusive that says that there is a, like a frog god or a demon necessarily. There are frog people. They are demonic in the way that deep ones are. But mm-hmm. uh, part of my hope is that if you do another one, if you do <laughs> another one, if this one does well, um, you know, exploring the lore of the, you know, the, the, because I think in Sh- in Shadow Over Innsmouth or Dagon, actually, it's very explicit that it's like that they're they're summoning, summoning Dagon or Mother Hydra, and and it's a, mm-hmm. um, some gigantic beast. And the cult, it's like you, you you get, you know, the the part of the fun with with uh, this story is the town's in on it, right? Um, yeah. Although although lo- the the folks of Loveland are pretty pretty charming and sweet and, and it's cute, and but we know better. Um, as opposed to like Dagon, where it's like they're, you know, it's like you look kind of fishy. You got kind of the bug eyes, slippery skin kind of thing going on here. You don't, you don't get, yeah. you, don't, you don't get, you don't, or at least I didn't pick up on any <laughs> local townsfolk who started having like, uh, you know, like uh, bulging eyes or or like a hiccuping kind of kind of speech kind of a thing. But <laughs> but but the way you know, I I, I there is a another um, the other witness. Um, right. The, the, the Dallas has to go in and he's like, all right, you know what, you know how we're going to prove this thing. So we're going to find the other guy who knows about this. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and of course you get, and, and, and par for the course, it's the crazy old coot who's, who's driven mad by what, by his experiences with the Frogman, And, mm-hmm. um, so that's, so there are, you know, the, uh, identifiable tropes. But they are wholly intrinsic to your story, and mm-hmm. um, you know I think it's uh, these great little little engines that keep the keep the plot hopping along. And uh, I you know I think that that was the that that's part of you know the the shaky cam thing can 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 slow can really bog down at times because you can't you can't one race around all the time frenetically in a panic mode or you're going to make your audience sick. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, but you, you get, you do have some fun dynamics of what Dallas wants to do and with what Amy wants to do with the, the thing. Cause she wants to be a star right? mm-hmm. and that's, and, and it was, so a lot of cute kind of thing. Now, now, have you run into that where you, where you run at odds with your cast about, okay, guys, no, take this thing seriously. It's like, I'm going to put on the cowboy hat. <laughs> yeehaw. You know, they're going <laughs> to say what, what like, do you, how, how autobiographical is that little portion? Um, <laughs> uh, I, I wouldn't say, I mean, that a, a lot of the Amy character is really just how Chelsea is. Like, Chelsea mm-hmm. is just on 24-7 and it's just, fun. like, bubbly and, you know, I mean, that is very much her. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, which I, I think she does such an incredible job of balancing, like, like, harnessing that natural way that she has of being and then knowing when to reel it in. And, and like go for the drama or like, you know, show that she's actually scared. And I think that juxtaposition also mm-hmm. works so well in our favor where she is just like going a mile a minute when everything is fine. And then when shit hits the fan, all of a sudden she, she's quiet, right. you know, and reserved. And like, you really feel that shift. Mm-hmm. And that there, there, there are, there's a trigger moment, right? There, there, there's the, there, there's the, there's the. Because I don't think that Amy and Scotty were really taking it seriously until until they saw it, you know, and then and then yeah. all of a sudden, okay, shit's happening, 
and uh, and and there that is the magic moment, right? That's that that and 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 you're waiting on pins and needles for that moment because it's just that's 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 the 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 money moment where Frogman's real, but it's still sort of all in the place of this of the I the the audio track is telling you it's there. And then mm-hmm. yelling in the distance, and you hear it's like, "Oh no!" <laughs> and then the panicking, running, and then and then trying to find each other in the dark, which is uh, both economic but also very um, dramatic, right? I think that 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 captures in in the same way that Blair Witch did that. Blair Witch had very it's famously doesn't show you any anything of the witch, and I and and I think that subsequent issues of the Blair Witch blew it because we don't want we don't need to see the witch. Yeah, that that everything yeah. everything scared the shit out of you in that first movie, just by them talking it through. What you hearing in the woods? The little the little chat the the little the little ornaments that they find and the and the footprints and the and, and it's all that kind of stuff that's totally unnerving. And that's you know the the skill of you know when when you're doing a cryptid, sometimes it's like don't show your monster if you can you can avoid it, or just give yourself just a little. Just a little show and tell, and that's what we get. Right. You know, this is, um, you know, we're not. This isn't. This isn't a Godzilla movie. We're not. You know, you, you, we're, the, the monster's not going to be rampaging through the whole the whole scene, or or for that matter, the Gill Man from Creature from the Black Lagoon. It does look terrific, in very quick glimpses. So. Right. Yeah. That. I mean. I I love Blair Witch. I love Willow Creek. Those were two huge influences for me. Mm-hmm. But we did definitely, you know, when we set out to make a Frogman found footage movie, it was like, we're making a Frogman. Like we are, mm-hmm. like I want to be on set with the Frogman. Yeah, <laughs> like, we got to see Frogman in the Frogman movie. Yep. You know. Um, and but, trust me, when 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 it comes out on when it comes out streaming or on on hard media. I'm pausing it because I want to. I want to. I want to get see it for myself. It's that. It's the, the, because uh, you know wh- wh- who I forget what it is. I guess it's in reference to UFO. It's like I want to believe, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean that's um, I mean to your point of like not seeing the witch and all that, and like why the why the other ones don't work because they show the witch. Although I I love Book of Shadows. Don't even get me started. Uh-oh. If we did a Frogman too, it would. There'd be some Book of Shadows influence, okay, okay. Uh, because I just think it's so fun how it just went in such a different direction for all of its warts. But, um, anyways, I think I've never said this publicly because I feel like the second I do, <laughs> someone's gonna do it. Okay, but... spoil this. This is this is a uh, scariest things exclusive right here with Anthony Cousins. <laughs> So I just at this point I don't care anymore. I'm just like I just like if I don't get to this first, that's fine. I just want somebody to do it because I I can't believe it hasn't been done yet. Um, the the whole the thing that works about Lovecraft and the thing that works about found footage is the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. It's what you don't see, right? It's what's what's explained to you and what your how your mind fills in the blanks. So to me, it's the perfect marriage, you know. And I think you know, the great like seminal Lovecraft movie that we have yet to been delivered might be a found footage movie. As much as I love all the adaptations, yeah. I, I love, you know, reanimator and from beyond. I love all yeah. that stuff. And there's, and, and you know, the thing, like there's movies yes. that get the essence of Lovecraft, you know, I don't think any, any have done it as good as the thing. Um, and probably a close runner up for me is in the mouth of madness. So mm-hmm. like Carpenter gets it. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I mean this. It, this in a lot of ways was like a trial run for me because I, I do have like a Lovecraft adaptation in mind that would be found footage. Yep, and I think that would be so much fun. Yeah, I, I don't know if you had the opportunity at at the Lovecraft Film Festival, but uh, Rebecca McKendry uh, gave her keynote address on what is cosmic horror, um, mm-hmm. and you know, it, it sort of loosely defines fear of the unknown. Right. And and um, and things that that are very small and personal to something that is universal. Right. And 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 the fact that it can expand and contract in that way uh, and answers a lot of great mysteries. But it's but it, 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 it it's the um, it's the implicit horror. 
right? Rather than the explicit horror. Although, you know, Stuart Gordon went, you know, with From Beyond and stuff like that. He went full on. He, the, I think Dennis Paoli told me that he, that they decided they were going to put words to the quiet, quiet the, the say, show the things unsaid. So we're going to go with the sex and, and the goopy gore and make it a lot of fun. <laughs> and it's like, I totally, I'm down with that. But I also, that there isn't, you have the ability within, within Lovecraftian tales to, 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 to be uh, referential and 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 still keep it a mystery and make it and 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 allow that dread uh, to to settle in. So who knows? Maybe you know. Hey, maybe as opposed to Guillermo del Toro doing his two hundred million dollar uh, at the Mountains of Madness, you can do it as a found footage thing and uh, and, and see if you can do it do it do it at a million bucks or less. Yeah, so. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, you know, that's that's not even the one I've thought of, but I do like I have thought like, man, what if you made and like at the Mountains of Madness found footage movie where you shot it like it's shot on yeah. 1920s film or something? Well, because th- that story, it's it's an exploration. So it is it is akin to three three friends going into Loveland, Ohio with a video camera to go find a frogman. Uh, right. You know, that, that you're, you've got an, a team of Antarctica researchers going down to, to explore this mysterious uh, finding and see, see what's out there. I know that that's and that's the backbone of what the H.P. Lovecraft Film Festival does. You get a lot of films like that. And sometimes, you know, hats off to them. Uh, uh, Charlie Steeds did did something that was low budget and fun, but kind of stupid. <laughs> and 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 ranging from that all the way to. John Carpenter, right? Doing I, and it is, if if you look back at my uh, on my website, it's my number one movie of all time. It is it is so it's it's the fear of trust and parent and 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 layering the par- paranoia with the visceral. It's got that one two punch of just like what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? Next? And it's and rather than the jump scares that are like turn your head and then something goes boo. There's although there are a couple of those moments. It's these transformative body horror things that make you just they blow your mind. Um, and yeah. It, the 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 thirteen year old boy in me that saw that for the first time, I ran to the bathroom and hid until my buddies <laughs> grabbed me, dragged me back out, and made me finish the whole movie. And I was a horror movie fan for life after that. So, yeah. Well, and, and you get the best of both worlds too because you you see so much in the thing, mm-hmm. you know, and you see so much uh, like um, variations yes. of creatures. The thing, but you still never see its its true form, right? You know, and like that's the genius of that story is like, no, we can show you like a ton of crazy, creepy, fucked up shit and cosmic shit in in broad daylight even you know yeah. like we'll we'll light this thing up and show you how cool it is and like the crazy yeah. thing we made it was but you still have in your mind like what what is this this is it mimicking other things we don't mm-hmm. know what this really looks like and it you know every once in a while it'll use you know like the head crawling away it's like oh yeah. where did it collect the the um organic memory of those legs you right. know um, like what is that its original yeah. form or is that something it, it stole from another creature that it mimicked right. in the past, you know? And it is that there, there have been many scholarly takes on the thing. I think for a movie that got blasted when it came out and was such a, such a financial disappointment, um, I think it's, it was worth, you know, now it's considered, I think, I, I think it is in the, uh, the American registry for, for, for film now, I think that the, mm-hmm. the in, in somewhere in a, in a vault buried in Colorado with all the other uh, best, you know, with your, your Casablancas and you're gone with the winds, you have the thing <laughs> out there too. So um, that's, that's, that for us in the horror community, that's, that's ours to own. So yeah. what, so what have you got planned next? Uh, uh, Anthony, what is, what's your, if you, uh, I mean, you're, you're still in the middle of, of promotion of Frogman. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, are you, uh, are you set to move on to something else yet? Or are you still really just uh, your, your priority is getting this thing out and about? Um, I mean, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to like synthesize the two things, you know, like keep Frogman rolling and hopefully use that momentum to get something else off the ground. I've, I've got quite a few scripts, feature-length scripts ready to go um, at different budgetary levels. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, quite a few of them are Lovecraftian in nature, for sure. Right None of them are direct adaptations, but um, but you know, he's always he's just he's always gonna like infuse his way into everything I do. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, just just trying to find you know, a team to put together and, and some investors for one of those things, mm-hmm. um, is kind of the current, the current objective. Yep. So, um, best of luck getting a, a, a distribution for this. I think, uh, it's quite e- recognizably, uh, one of the, one of the best found footage things that's that I, I, again, I, I say since creep for me, you know, that's, and I've seen I've seen my fair share as having to do this on the scariest things, and it's, and and it's like oh it's another found footage film, uh, but this one was this one you know I maybe it's the freshness of the of the cryptid and it's and it's fun but I think you know the your crew your cast really really brought it together you know and um it it's it was a nice emotional ride I also. Actually, the last thing, sort of, uh, sort of, to, with with the film, I thought your conclusion it was, it was kind of beautiful when it stepped away from being a found footage film for just a brief moment, um, and it locked locked in, and all of a sudden there was like four K high def, behind the scenes thing, and it's like that's right, this is actually you know, it, it, and then and then you had the 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 like the the film by Dallas, uh, you know that 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 that. In a way, it's not true found footage because, and you'll find out why. It's not like someone someone uncovered like the body, and and there's the camera on the ground that this was. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is definitely it is definitely shaking him in the spirit of the found footage um, uh, situation because it, it has that um, that the, the the strive for the authenticity you are there kind of thing that that really that's mm-hmm. that's the advantage of found footage. Um, that it has that, that it, it feels so. It's the reason why people, when they went to Blair Witch, feared that those kids were still stuck in stuck in the woods, you know, or that they that they never got out. It's like, oh my God, can you believe this actually happens? Like, it, it it's fiction, it's fiction. Right. And people go, no, yeah. I said, but they, because they also had that sleeper campaign that was behind. It. I mean, if you you know, going back at it, the genius of what they pulled off, um, yeah, changed changed uh, horror cinema forever. Not that, that they still took the the idea of a cheap B movie, but they gave it the authenticity, and I think that's what went that you 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 caught it with Frogman. I think that was good. So well, thank you. Yeah, though you know when they made Blair Witch, it was simpler times. <laughs> yes, you know I think I think what they did with Blair Witch could be done today. I've thought about it. It just it would take so much work to to actually try to have people going for you for even a brief moment before your movie comes out. Like it would mm-hmm. have, you know, you'd have to make social media accounts for every character in your movie, have them go dark after a certain amount of time. Right. So you wonder where those people went, have them posting videos. Like you'd have to get so in depth on yep. online to sell it. And I think it'd be super, super fun. Like I think yep. someone will do it at some point and it's going to mm-hmm. be a blast, but you know, Obviously, we weren't trying to pull the wool over <laughs> one's eyes for Frogman. Right. So, but we did. You know, we made it as fans of found footage. I think a lot of found footage gets made, like you said, because it's easy, it's cheap. You know, you just need the shaky camera, and you don't need to light anything. Um, and that's where you get the forgettable stuff. Um, but I really love found footage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think when it's done right, it's it's still a, a genre you, that there's a lot of life in. Yeah. It's just you know, getting someone who gets it and, you know, that has a new take on it. Mm-hmm. And so that, yeah, the ending, I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, the ending was, was trying to end it in a way that I haven't seen a found footage movie end before. Right. Um, it, it was, and you know, also the, the whole thing of like, well, okay, found footage, you know, which I think everyone has just accepted is a term that doesn't, you know, it just means it's going to be like docu like it doesn't mean right. like this is exactly how the footage was found mm-hmm. i think analog horror is a better explanation or, yeah. or you know term for it now but we'll see if you yeah, can get so that, that movement that was going thing we wanted to that was another thing we wanted to address was like you know well is this edited did someone edit this together is this the footage mm-hmm. as it was on the camera like right. it's like sequentially you know so we had we had fun figuring that out yeah at some points there will be and and it's probably 
shame on me because I bet you it's been done already and I just haven't seen it yet. But um, something that is purported to be completely, sh- I know that with on a on a phone, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and as, as as the as the delivery of the because um, I, I think I think Jerusalem did something kind of like that with but that was more with the um, with the heads like the, the the Google Google Glass kind of a thing yeah um, but uh, you know because everybody travels around with their cell phone now uh, I think they're oh yeah that 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 the new tech because you're you're right that somebody's going to find that tech I think some the uh, the folks who did host. Mm-hmm. Doing what we're doing right now, doing a, doing a Zoom call horror, is another kind yeah. of that that gives that authenticity because it's something that we all, we all lean in on, and it seems so familiar, and then it goes horror, uh, which was a nice surprising way to do it. But uh, there's a, oh, there's yeah. a, there's a select few folks who get to do it first, <laughs> and so yeah, it's yeah, like host host is genius, you know, and that one that one works like as true found footage because it takes place in real time, you know. There's yeah. no it cuts out after forty four minutes. No editing. <laughs> um, I'll say another one, which is definitely there's some Lovecraftian elements to is the Outwaters that came out this year. Okay, another found footage movie, and that I think that. You know that might be the the only found footage movie I've seen that actually presents itself as if it is the sequential footage as it was found, like unedited. Uh-huh. Um, it's like here is like what you're about to watch is the contents of like tape or like uh, memory card one that was found in the camera, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's crazy. It's uh, what's called Outwater. The Outwaters. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I think uh, again. When when I did my interview with Rebecca McKendry, she was talking about Skinamarink and Outwaters as, and she calls it liminal horror. And I kind of had to look up liminal horror, uh, but mm. that's but that is apparently that she she goes keep an eye out for this. So you're I think you're 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 wise to that the the these the capturing the small things I think is what and 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 finding finding the horror in little moments right and that's yeah. that and which you know i think is a there's i i have been blessed having done this now for 6 years that it just seems like there's this bottomless well of great content that's out there and it's a, and and if there is any genre which allows you to take a lot of risks it's horror right totally cuz you're not like the big studios aren't investing 200 million dollars on whether you're going to be able to pull the trick off and if you do it right you got paranormal activity and all of a yeah, sudden it's like exactly hello we did this for a hundred thousand dollars and now it's making 40 million bucks right and that's yeah that what, is what other genre could do that right <laughs> yeah you're not you're, it's like my dinner with andre did was well received but it didn't make any money <laughs> right yeah so well, and, i mean you can you can mash horror up with any other genre you know you really can yes um it, it's just so it, it's so dynamic I'm trying to get my uh, my colleagues to do we for one of our next podcasts do horror musicals. I'm a sucker for horror musicals, and they oh, go, "No, yeah. I don't want to do it." It's like, "Come on, there's so many good ones," uh, you know. Or we did horror westerns. We did, you know. There's mm-hmm. horror rom coms. You can just do there's that that it is. Uh, y- you can you can play with it because what you're doing is you're triggering triggering the emotions. It's not just you know the blood and the gore. It's it you're trying to get a, a strong emotional response out of folks. Um, Hell yeah! So. Well, if you ever need an ally to talk horror musicals, I'm here for you. I love right them. on. Yeah, and actually, one of my favorite ones you should go check out if you haven't seen it: uh, Cannibal the Musical by uh, uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone back before they did uh, South Park. Oh yeah, they did. Some, that was like their first thing, right? Yeah, for they did it for Troma, and it's good. It's yeah. and it's like the songs are great. It's funny. It's gross. It does. It, it hits all the right things that you want to do with that kind of thing. So, anyways. Uh, Anthony, this is I'd I'd love to 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 go on and on, but uh, I got almost literally a train to catch. Uh, so um, this is what a what a treat. Uh, I I best of luck with Frogman. I think this is one of those those movies. If it if it finds the right audience, this thing's gonna this thing's gonna cook. So um, thank you, thank you so much, and uh, look forward to what you're what you do in the future. Stay in touch with us and. Uh, let, let us know where, where can we find you? 
Um, I'm, I'm pretty much only active on Instagram, uh, cousins underscore Anthony. And it's me in front of a Paddington poster, Paddington two. To be specific. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, I'm on, I'm on there a lot. You can reach me through there and I, I post about like where Frogman's going and what's up. So, yeah. And actually what, uh, so if today is the 27th closing in on, on Halloween, uh, uh, where, where is it showing next? Is it film quest? Is that where you're going next? Yeah, film. Yeah, film quest. Um, I think we play the second of November, um, and then we'll be in we'll be in uh, Soho Horror Film Festival in the UK mm-hmm. in late November. Oh, that's a nice and get. Then, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, Bizarro Land in Orlando in December. Oh, um, I have a, okay. One of one of uh, I I did a I just was at a festival from a woman who was hosted by a woman who's from Orlando. Uh, and although they, we did this out in Seattle, so it's kind of the roundabout way of going about that. But yeah, Orlando. So for 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 our friends and listeners in the Salt Lake area, uh, Frogman's coming your way, and uh, Soho Soho England, and uh, Orlando. Check it out. Yep. It's it's. Uh, are you going to be traveling to it, uh, or are you just presenting it? Yeah, I'll be I'll be in Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't be going to London. I wish I was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll be I'll be in Orlando for sure. Any excuse to to go to Disney, I'm down. There you go. So, there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, once again, Anthony, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, best of luck. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>